There are nearly 10,500 actively licensed occupational therapists in Texas. That's a 46% increase just over the last decade. You might not know that many of those OTs began their career at UT Tyler. I'm Mike Landis for UT Tyler Radio. Anjali Party is a program director, clinical associate professor, and interim chair of UT Tyler's Department of Rehabilitation Sciences, and she's our guest today. Welcome. Thank you so much. So how many students are there in the occupational therapy program, and what are their backgrounds? Sure. So we are the only program in the state of Texas and one of about 20 in the whole country that offer a bridge program. Our students' background is certified OT assistants. They have to be practicing for one year, and they join our program. And we accept 24 per cohort. And so what is a cohort? I mean, for those of us that are not uh, immersed in academia. Sure. A cohort is a group of students that are admitted once per year. And we accept 24. And they stay in our program for about two years. They do their didactics on the weekends, Fridays and Saturdays, twice per month. And they go into the field work, clinical world for level two. And then they graduate. So what drew them to this, do you suppose? So they have been working in healthcare already. They're working full-time. Their backgrounds are healthcare workers in the OT field already. Uh, They've already gone to OTA school, so they have an associate of science in occupational therapy. And because we're the only ones in the state of Texas, we have students traveling from all over the state, as well as neighboring states such as Oklahoma, California, uh, Utah, and Louisiana. I talked about the increase in OTs over the last decade. Has the need increased that much, or has there been a shortage for a while? That's a very good question. The need is still there because of baby boomers aging. They are still very much in need of rehabilitation services. We have been integral in preventing falls and hospital readmissions. So because of the climate, especially since COVID, with COVID uh, social isolation, there is a huge demand for healthcare workers all over the map but definitely for occupational therapy to improve self-care skills and functional independence and safety in living. You've given a couple of examples there, but what would be a typical situation where someone would need an occupational therapist? Sure. So we like to call this our elevator speech of what is occupational therapy. A lot of people don't know what it is. It's often confused with physical therapy. Maybe I should have asked you that first. (laughs) (laughs) So I usually like to ask the person asking the question to give me a diagnosis, anything that they can think of. In what way? I mean, I'm not sure that I understand. Any diagnosis that comes to mind, and I can tell you where OT fits in. Okay. And and so it's a situation in which you were talking about baby boomers getting older. Uh, Many baby boomers are taking care of their parents, and in some cases, uh, (laughs) they're taking care of their kids and their kids' kids. Yes. Uh, It's quite a a different situation this day and age, and certainly that uh, gives them more of an opportunity to be exposed to issues in which they there's a fall or there's a whatever. Is this something that uh, that uh, a doctor will refer them to? How does that work? Exactly? Absolutely, yes. O- occupational therapy is called in by a physician's order, and we do an evaluation and a treatment and a plan of care. So in the situation you're describing with individuals getting older, falls, caregiving is coming to mind. So we do a lot of education for caregivers. Uh, how can you not burn out? How can you safely move a patient or a loved one without hurting yourself? So we do a lot of caregiver training. We do a lot of fall prevention. And we do a lot of what we call aging in place. So it's exactly what it sounds like. Your loved one can live where they like 
and we can help you make that happen. So whatever your goal is in life, whatever your occupation, if it matters to you, it matters to us. Let's get personal. What drew you to this? So I came to know about occupational therapy at student science training program at University of Florida. I was born and raised in Florida, and I did a project called constraint-induced movement therapy post-stroke. And I, in high school, got to help with research, prove that occupational therapy can help with fine motor coordination after you have that stroke. And I just loved being able to see patients improve, bounce a ball four times on Monday and 12 times on Saturday. And it was just so rewarding. And then I had exposure to pediatrics as a college student, and I loved sensory integration. And uh, I got into OT, and I never turned back. Um, Born and raised in Florida, UT Tyler has so much growth that I moved my whole family from Florida here last year. And uh, even during my interview, I had chills because there is just so much support for occupational therapy here. So that's what drew me here. Well, the the program, uh, what what, what sort of goals do you have for the future for the program? Where would you like to be by the end of the year? And what are you looking for next year? Absolutely. So by the end of the year, I hope to be planning for an entry-level pathway. What that means is students who are not OT assistants already, who are local in the Tyler community all throughout the state, can also join our program and become occupational therapists. So this is going to open up an avenue for those who are interested in the profession to also be able to gain admission. And then in the future, also offering a post-professional OTD, a doctoral option for the alumni and those who are already master's uh, degree holders. And then in about the next, I would say, three to five years, we will be offering an entry-level OTD, which is entry-level doctorate instead of master's. What is involved in doing that? Does it require some sort of special certification or how does that work? You need to know about accreditation. You need to follow the standards and the guidelines and you need to prepare a lot of documents for approval. (laughs) So it's a really fun process for those of us who are in academics to understand, you know, you work with your faculty and then you submit proposals that are approved uh, both institutionally and externally. So for those of us who, who have heard the term occupational therapy, maybe we know someone who has actually gone through OT, but we really don't uh, have a, a real big grasp of it. What, what kind of final thoughts would you like to share with us about it? what it is that you do and why it's important to our community? Very good question. Occupational therapy, a lot of times, is the best kept secret in healthcare. If you have an interest in psychology, if you have a lot of patience and compassion, and don't mind talking to patients about the personal things, such as can you brush your teeth and can you take a shower on your own, then this field should be for you. Uh, We have a lot of students who are interested in psychology and nursing and kinesiology who are drawn to our profession, uh, people who are um, wanting to improve and motivate others to do their very best in life uh, and to improve somebody's quality of life. And so what would you say to someone who is thinking, wow, that sounds really exciting. I'd like to do that. Where do they start? So I encourage you to find a clinic where you can get some observation hours and just see what we do. Pediatrics is a very good place to start. You can see what we do with kids all the way up to uh, skilled nursing facilities, assisted living and outpatient orthopedic clinics and hospitals. And start asking questions, find your local schools and uh, get your bachelor's degree and apply to us pretty soon. Our guest has been Anjali Party, Clinical Associate Professor and Interim Chair of UT Tyler's Department of Rehabilitation Sciences. To hear this interview again or to share it, go to kvut.org. I'm Mike Landis for UT Tyler Radio.